Hello, welcome back to Talking Dogs. I'm Graham Hall, but I'd like to think we know each other pretty well at this point, so you can call me the dog father if you like. Uh, now, over the last 12 years, I've helped train thousands of dogs, everything from tiny terriers to massive mastiffs. And in fact, you might have watched some of my training sessions on television's Dogs Behaving Very Badly. As well as working with owners one-to-one and being on the telly, I make this podcast as a way to share even more of my advice and experience. Because, well, I can't even begin to tell you how full my inbox gets with concerned dog owners asking, what great questions. So I like to do my best to help answer as many of those questions as humanly possible here. Well, it's great to have you with me. Let's get going with today's training. Having a companion who loves you unconditionally is one of the, well, it's the biggest reasons that we get a dog. Now, nothing beats the excitement of coming home to big cuddles with a dog who's been so looking forward to seeing you. But what happens when you can't go about your day because your dog is, well, getting under your feet, acting more like your shadow than your companion? But what happens when pet becomes, well, pest? I met Leanne and Vimarana Tinkerbell for the telly show Dogs Behaving Very Badly. Leanne, just how clingy was Tinkerbell before I arrived? Uh, clingy is probably an understatement. I couldn't do anything at all um, from getting a shower to getting ready, putting the makeup on, doing my hair, putting my clothes on, hanging the washing out, sitting on the sofa, you name it. She was there all the time. It was really bad, wasn't it? I, I remember when you said, well, I, I can't, I've heard it before, you know, I can't take a shower because, you know, my dog follows me towards the shower. Like, oh, okay. So what do you do then? And there's <laughs> this, forgive me, but this real rigmarole, isn't there? Of like, well, I, I, I barricade the doors of the dining room and then I go out the back of the house into the back garden and then up the side alleyway <laughs> and I go back in the front door of my own house to go up the stairs so she can't get to me. But that didn't work for very long anyway, did it? Uh, no, no, I used to barricade the door with one dining room chair, then it got to two and three and I had to get out as quickly as I could out of the side, round to the front, through the stairs, up as quickly as I can into the shower. And by the time I was in the shower, she was the door was open, the chairs were banged to one side, the door was up and she was in there. And getting ready for work had just become a bit of a trial, hadn't it? And when you were trying to put your, your makeup on, now I should say, I know nothing about makeup, but I know it <laughs> takes a while and there's various bits of it and what have you. But literally everything you did, she was she was grabbing tissues, she was grabbing your brush thing and all the rest of it. So you, it, was, it was just becoming impossible, wasn't it? Absolute nightmare, yes, because obviously I'd be getting up earlier anyway to take her out for a walk and she'd have a really good walk as well in hope that she would tire out and just sit down nicely while I was getting ready but yeah it would take like an hour to to do makeup and hair and it was so stressful and um, before I went to work I was already wound up to the hills because trying to stop the dog doing these things stealing everything from me whether it be trying to put clothes on and she's trying to rip them off me or just like you say with the makeup stealing anything that's left out just remind me why why you got Tinkerbell what the story was there so um I did have another Vimarana before that sadly passed away in January and she was like my complete best friend we understood each other 
a hundred percent and she was so calm and chilled and I said I probably won't get another dog because I'll never get anything that's you know half as good as her and then and my dad passed away six months before and he left me a little bit of money and I was like what can I get with this money and I've had every penny of the money in my bank account until one day I thought do you know what I really do want to get another dog because I'm really missing there's a, there's an emptiness and there's a massive hole in my life so I really needed to fill that hole with love that you know and friendship that the dogs give you so I thought do you know something there's nothing better to spend some of my dad's money on than getting a new puppy and I thought that'd be quite a special thing really so I went off and found her and um, brought her home and it was a nightmare <laughs> until you came. So the dream was another Rhymerana uh, uh, <laughs> maybe a bit like the last one and I suppose there's two things there it sounds like you had the only calm Rhymerana in the whole world um, <laughs> <laughs> She had a crazy moment. Yeah and of course the other thing that Something I hear a lot is that that you forget that the dog that you had towards the end of the life was a lot calmer than the puppy they were many years previously. Absolutely. And then you get another one of the same breed and go, oh, heck, what have we done here? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so that it was a huge problem. And th there's a part of it which was a bit comical, you know, trying to nick your washing off the line. I mean, you and your mum acting as a, as a team, really, and you still couldn't get the washing on the line. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got there. And th I think the, the training techniques were... Fairly simple, but it was a case of breaking things down. So I wanted her to understand that actually, do you know what? She could just chill out while you get your makeup on and do your hair and all that. So it really was about not picking a fight with her because if you if you started to sort of focus on the, oh, she's opened the door, oh, she's followed me up here, oh, she's done this, oh, she's now got me hairbrush, oh, she's, you know, you'd be there all day. And I thought, we need something that just calms things down. So it was very much a case of, right, well, if you're a good girl, you get to stay. Because if you think about it, she was being super clingy. So what does a clingy dog want? Well, they want to be with you, don't they? Mm -hmm. And if you're naughty and you steal any of these things, you're out of the room. And I was just relying on the fact that she'd, she'd kind of sit outside and go, hang on a minute. <laughs> there's, a, there's a common denominator to all this. Every time I steal this, this, this and this, I find myself out on the landing. But if I am out here and I'm a good girl, I get to come back in again. So it happened quite quickly in the end, didn't it? It did really, because I think, as you said, she thought it was a really fun game when I'm chasing around the whole house with, with the hairbrush in her mouth. Um, she's literally diving over the bed down the stairs and I'm running around after trying to get this hairbrush and thinking, what time is it? I need to get to work. So she was like thinking that that was brilliant. So yeah, it did happen really quickly when we, um, you know, put those steps into, you know, if you if you're good, you can lay down and be nice on the bed. And if not, you'll have to go outside the room. Yeah, and and it was just putting that one clear command, stop it on there, wasn't it? And making that consistent. So it's like, if she heard stop it, it's like, uh -uh, I've dropped it now, I've, I'm in trouble. Mm. So the reward for her was just, you know, a, a bit of affection, really. Because we often think, you know, in terms of rewarding dogs, I mean, you know, it can be treats, it could be toys. You know, if you've got a Labrador, treats brings to mind. Boxer, that's going to be a toy then. You know, Vimarana, well, they often are very close to their people as you'll know you know that they're, they're they're like velcro dogs sometimes so the way to reward her really was just affection wasn't it oh good girl that's lovely you know so oh, mummy loves me yeah yeah so that was clear and the washing and um, putting the washing out we, we did a bit of when we were out in the garden i remember saying because <laughs> you'd got to the stage anyway where it's like this is you know the dream was one thing but this really you know Forgive the cliche, really, but it'd become a, a nightmare, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Suddenly you, 
you couldn't do anything. So the, the holidays, you used to take, you got a high-pressure job, you used to take lots of holidays. Who could possibly look after? Well, your, your mum couldn't because your mum couldn't cope, you know. And I remember asking your mum, you know, what what, what would you do? And, and like, <laughs> very Yorkshire, very black and white, very clear. Yeah, very. Call a spade a spade, you know. <laughs> I'd get shot, I would. <laughs> yeah. Like, but what's going to happen to her, you know? So, uh, mm. but you clearly weren't thinking that, were you? I was almost there. Um, I was honestly, yeah, because when I w- would like try and take the washing in and stop, and she would try and pull it down, and I would try and stop her. She would then start to attack me, but she thought it was all a game. But I was covered in bruises, cuts, and things, and I was like, I, I don't, I'm crying every day. I don't think I can carry on with this. And I thought, you know, the dog's gonna have to go. But I didn't want to do that because obviously where she came from, the meaning behind her, and I, you know, I do, I do, I did miss that having. No, you know the the emptiness without when when Pom went, so uh, it was going to be an absolute last resort. But I was like, if this doesn't work with Graham, I I really don't know if we're going to have to take that resort. But it's a hard thing to let a dog go that you've built a, a bond with, and you know what what who's going to look after as good as me? Nobody can do that. But I can't live like this either. So the the training that we put in outside was was fairly simple, wasn't it? You sort of stand your ground and um, a bit of sort of putting yourself between her and the washing way. So it was like, oh my washing back off and taking the game out of it because i think you hit the nail on the head with the stuff inside the whole thing was kind of similar inside she'd nick your hairbrush say and run around outside it was like ha washing you know and of course you had the whole garden and there's like no way you were going to catch her so it just all became a bit of a laugh so we took the fun out of it we we got you and your mum to stand your ground and not rev yourselves up really and and then she got it didn't she so so the whole thing was kind of based on a bit of like well look you're a she she was that sort of teenage sort mm. of dog for me mm-hmm. you know it's it's you're not a little puppy anymore but you've not fully grown up in your yeah. head and you just need to understand that look you're big enough old enough now this isn't allowed you know so tell me how's it gone um, so it's gone really, 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 really well since you've been. Um, honestly, I absolutely adore her so much. And when I'm getting ready, she hasn't been in the shower once since she came, not once. And she, when I get ready on the morning, she'll just lay on the bed and watch just all nicely. So it's all nice and calm. I can go to work and just relax. Um, and I mean, if I needed to make a phone call or do anything important, I would have to go into the car to do it. I'm sat in the front living room now and she's, oh, she's absolutely, honestly, a wonderful, wonderful dog. And, and like you said to me, I think you thought I was quite polite and yes, please. Thank you. Are you going to give me that back? Thank you very much. So for me to try and be a bit stronger in my voice as well, I think that also helped. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. You're right. I've forgotten about that. Um, you were a bit like that, where it was like, yeah, please, thank you, it's okay. And she's like, yeah. It's that balance, because you never want to be nasty with your dog, but you do want them to show you a bit of respect, you know. So sometimes like, ah, no, come here, that's mine. You know? <laughs> when I met Tinkerbell, it was really clear that she was, well, I think clingy doesn't even begin to describe it, really. Literally breaking down barricades to, to get into the shower with you so she she wasn't apart from you. And, and all the other things that she was doing just to interact with you. 
it's, that was sort of contrasting with you saying that your, your lifestyle is very much going on holiday a lot. You love traveling and love being away. And I'm like, blimey, how do we square this one? So it became really obvious to me that actually there's a big problem here. You weren't going to be able to go on holiday until we got this fixed. So I'm just wondering, what's what's the latest? Um, have you, you managed to get away and, and leave her with someone else? So I've just come back from Florida on Monday last week. So that's absolutely brilliant. I went with my mum. It was the first time we'd been able to go since COVID, since I lost my dad, because it was where me, my mum and my dad went every year, at least once or twice a year. So it was really important as soon as the borders opened that the dog was well behaved enough for, for us to just say, right, let's book it. Let's go while we can. And I, I didn't even have to worry about her, to be honest. I really didn't. And I've gone and we've had a great time. So who looks after Tinkerbell while you're away? So Scott, my husband, Scott did. Oh, that's great then. And she's not been a problem for Scott then? No, no. She's She just seems to have grown up all of a sudden. And like I said, she's not even been in the shower, not once since she came. Um, the washing, she kept trying to pull it down and... and things like that but it was just um just to keep keep being yeah you can hear her in the background i there. can in the background yeah <laughs> sorry let me out that washing I, I just think it was you going and making me be stronger than i am and just showing her that there are consequences that she will have to stay outside and have to be away from me if she can't behave when she's with me it's lovely to catch up with you there's there's cases i go to where i drive away with a big smile on my face because i just know that's fine it's going to be okay and it was great and it you know i really wanted to help you because of the story of where she'd come from you know i really got that sense that certainly from your mum that you know like this really is last chance saloon so all of that sort of came together so uh Thank you so much for for coming on and and letting me know how things have gone. So uh, look after yourself. Give her a cuddle from me. I will do, and thank you so much for everything, honestly. I don't think she'd be here if it wasn't for you coming, so thank you so much because she's wonderful. I've had a voice note from Ashley in Edinburgh. Now, like Tinkerbell, her one-year-old Istrian hound Hennessy also can't bear to be apart from her. We're having some issues with his attachment with me. He is the perfect dog for me, walks in the lead, you know, he behaves, he listens, he eats his food, his recalls okay. However, he um, is quite nervous with other people and it takes a long time for him to get to trust somebody. He can be left alone for a couple hours while I'm at work. He doesn't destroy the house, but when it comes to other people he can be very shy and nervous and that includes with my boyfriend and close family and friends if i am in the house he will not go with somebody else and if he does he's pulling and jumping about crying to get back to me i'm just wondering what i can do to help him with this because i have a trip to iceland coming up in a few months and he'll have to be without me for a few days with family any help you can give me would be great thank you very good so Aha, similar outcome wanted here, really, needing to be able to go away and leave the dog with other people. But for a slightly different reason, I think, actually. Um, the problem with Tinkerbell, really, was that she was a really friendly dog. She was fine with other people. Not nervous of me, for example, when I walked in, but just wanted to be glued to mum all the time and interacting with her. Whereas I think what's happening with Hennessy, well, the good news is that it doesn't sound like you've got any separation anxiety going on. So he's clingy with you when you're around. He's okay on his own for a couple of hours. That's great news because that's really tricky. But he's just nervous of other people, isn't he? So therefore, you can't leave him with another person. So I get that. 
So let's focus on how do you make him more comfortable around other people? How, how can he get used to them? The first thing is not to force it. Your biggest problem with a case like this is there's somebody who's a dog lover, frankly, because they come in and go, hello, mate, you all right? You know, and he's like, oh, I'm scared, scared, scared. And the more scared the dog looks, <laughs> the more the people want to help out because their heart goes out to them. It's coming from a good place, right? But it's all like, come here, come here, it's okay, it's fine, you know, and chucking loads of treats and all the rest of it. So um, I think trying too hard is the problem. Problem, you've got to allow Hennessy to approach the person in their own time. So um, if you can allow somebody to come to your house, if they're sort of sat down and he's he's sort of approaching them, that's fantastic. You can praise him. The praise should come from you because what you'll often find is when the person speaks to him, even just to say good boy, that's proper scary, right? So he's running away. So the praise should come from you. What are you praising? The inquisitive, brave moments, if you like, when they get nearer. If he's not getting nearer at all, what you could do is pop him on lead and be with him all right, as you approach bit by bit. And I can't stress that enough. What you mustn't do is pop him on lead and drag him across the living room to say hello. Clearly, that's going to be a scary experience. So just be with him. Maybe move forward a foot at a time. Just sit on the floor perhaps with him for a bit. Yeah, good lad. Be normal yourself. You know, this is fine. It's okay. It's fine. If he settles down, Maybe he lies down when he was standing or he sort of rolls over a bit. Anything like that, good boy. Any sign that he's becoming more comfortable, overlay that with a little bit of good boy and very nice and calm with it. And, of course, you can cuddle him, you can tickle him when he's being good. The one to avoid, and it's really easy mistake to make, is that if he's looking scared, your heart goes out to him, all you want to do is is go, it's okay, darling, everything's all right, everything's, everything's fine. And you end up rewarding scared behaviour. So if he's really scared, you just have to say to yourself, this is too much, so I need a lower start point. But do things in stages. Start from a point where he's kind of okay, even if he's not so comfortable. Give it time and reward the best moments and always do it at his speed. I can't tell you how quickly this is going to go or how slowly. It depends how quickly Hennessy can sort of accept things. But as long as you're sending out the right signals, you'll get there. He's probably never going to be the most gregarious dog in the neighbourhood, but he will get to a stage where he's like, mm, it's okay, I'm okay with strangers. Well, there you go. That's it for today. If you're still with me and you've got a cheeky little dog you need some help with, well, why not send me an email or a voice note? You can get in touch at talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. I'd love to be answering your questions soon. Thank you so much again to Leanne. If you want to see more of how we worked with Tinkerbell, you can watch their episode of Dogs Behaving Very Badly on Demand on My5. And there are new episodes of the TV show every Tuesday on Channel 5. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a training session. Until next week, look after yourself, your loved ones, and of course, your dogs. Bye for now. <laughs>